CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. As we wrap up this week, glad you've joined us. Looking forward to being with you for about the next hour as we get together every weekday afternoon at this time, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible, looking at current events through a biblical perspective. And what we hear in church isn't really even in the Bible. So if you've got a question you'd like to ask us, and if you've been reading your Bible, sharing your faith, call us, 8888-ASK-CSN. We'll do our very best to answer your question for you. Now, again, we realize that, um, as I tell everybody, the only real reason I'm concerned about current events is because it reminds us of the shortness of time, at least to do what we want to do. The Bible says work for the night is coming when no one can work. And we want to be people who seize every opportunity to be about our Father's business. And so I just want to encourage you today, let your light shine. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Don't ever forget who you are. The devil will do everything he can do to try to diminish your presence in this world. Don't let him do that. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That number to call again, 88 88 Ask CSN. Joining me today, special guest and uh, a person who represents people legally like you and me, Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute. Hi and welcome, Brad. Oh, it's great to be on the program. Thank you, Mike. Always a blessing to have you with us. Looking forward to answering some questions uh, with you. And um, well, what's the latest? So many things going on in the world. Your thoughts? Well, there's a real serious concern uh, that we have, and I know you do too, regarding uh, what's uh, being revealed. Um, there has been a, a clear breach of, of privacy, of trust. Uh, a, the uh, U.S. House of Representative Judiciary Commi- uh, Subcommittee, uh, headed up by Re- uh, Jim Jordan of, of Ohio, um, he is uh, very concerned on the weaponization of the federal government um, and uh, using it to uh, monitor people, um, uh, use private information to attack uh, people who are uh, conservative or have a biblical worldview. Uh, and then, of course, we, we have the, the efforts of uh, the government, um, to the FBI and or the Department of Justice, to actually comb through and search those who have been to sporting Good stores, uh, you know, are like Bass Bass Store. You know, they, they uh, you know, people who order Bibles, uh, people who talk positively about uh, uh, their candidate, their conservative candidate for president, uh, or Mega, for example. These are all concerns because people who communicate and express themselves like that online um, or are, you know, seen over the phones, probably. Yeah, over the phones or. Or are seen or charted uh, going into a a gun store or a, a store that sells guns, uh, like a large uh, you know sportsman kind of a place. Um, 
they're all being monitored as as if they're somehow more at risk. They're 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 more risk for terrorism, more risk for uh, doing harm. There's nothing to support that. This is an effort to intimidate, to control uh, people who do not have the same opinion of those in power. And I use that word in power uh, because I'm not trying to legitimize necessarily the power, but they are in power and they're abusing it. And uh, I just think it, it causes the upcoming election to be all the more important when we realize the tyranny uh, that is taking place as we speak that has been uncovered and is being investigated thoroughly by Representative Jim Jordan. And it's wonderful that he's doing that because, again, when we realize that um, we, America, is under attack, the people in power right now are encouraging that attack. The American news media, which is part of the attack, will not tell people the truth. And so um, when we see that, as an example, the last election was fraud. It doesn't matter if NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Sansom is, oh, it was completely legitimate. Friends, it wasn't. If you watch the movie 20, uh, excuse me, 2000 Mules, you actually watch footage of where a person drives up to a voting box where it's supposed to be you drop your vote in, uh, uh, mail-in ballot. Instead, these mules, they call them, come with big gunny sacks full of ballots, and they stuff the boxes with these fraudulent ballots. It's all on video, friends. You can't get around it. But the American news media has to lie to the American public. And boy, do they ever tell a lie. It's interesting. Again, we mentioned this before, but there was some people who actually were watching the polls, and it actually flipped a congressional district in California because the people that they said had voted uh, with their mail-in ballots never voted. The signatures were fraud. And so after all the votes were counted, the Republican won, not the cheated-in Democrat. Your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was actually Congressman Mike Garcia's district. So I love giving specifics uh, as we can. And this is one of those examples. Indisputably, um, had it not been for Christians who are trained, who are practicing as poll watchers and potentially poll workers, uh, fraudulent ballots would have been counted and he would have lost and the Democrat would have won. There is no debating on that. They found uh, not just a few dozen, uh, they found, I think, over 350 fraudulent ballots. That's a lot of fraudulent ballots in just one congressional district that was discovered. So when we look at this and we magnify that out, uh, we see that it really is a national, a national problem. And this was in, a, in California. The, uh, the allegations and evidence of fraud is reportedly even much, much greater proportionally in pivotal blue states uh, or, you know, states that could go either way. Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, et cetera, you know, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and I don't think it's any accident that it, those states that are the, the key pivotal states also happen to be the ones that reportedly have by far the most voter fraud reported. Um, it's, it is concerning. I agree that that movie 2000 Mules, I think, is, a, is an excellent uh, film uh, to, to watch to get a really good, accurate picture. I, sometimes I, I know a Christian from my, my church once and he said, he goes, ah, you know, you think I think there's voter fraud. I said, have you seen 2000 Mules? No. 
Um, we, you know, it's, it's okay to be educated. It's okay to, to gather information. And I encourage people, if they're cynical uh, about this and they want to understand the enormity of the problem, I think it's a great, very accurate resource. I, I know uh, the, the, uh, the host on that show personally. Um, he had Denise D'Souza, high integrity, very smart. Um, and uh, I think uh, his, 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 uh, his work was very well done. Yeah, very, very, very informative. And at least when you lose your nation, you'll know why, and you'll know the political party that made it all possible. You know, when you got goldfish voting, people have been dead for 30 years. When you've got um, voter fraud into the tens or hundreds of thousands of fraudulent votes statewide, man, I'll tell you something, you need to know what we're up against. So, again, we need to be watchful, we need to be praying, and, again, be about your father's business. Work for the night's coming when no one can work. Let's go ahead and go to the phones. We have John on the line, Pendleton, Oregon. Hi and welcome. Yes, uh, for Brad, voter fraud. Uh, Will the 3 million illegal people crossing the border be allowed to vote? Well, by the way, it's not 3 million. It's about 80 million, by the way, over the last, um, over the last uh, 12, 13 years. Um, so we're not just talking uh, a small number. And the government will actually fess up to about three under Biden, but it's probably at least double that, if not triple that number. Uh, again, they are very shoddy in keeping records. Uh, they have uh, these ways of tracking them, and then magically they just lose the paperwork, very much the way they did on Fast and Furious, where the government gave the drug cartels under the Obama administration heavy um, uh, semi-automatic automatic weapons uh, they were going to trace where the cartels were by the serial number on the gun. And then they lost all the paperwork on those guns. And we have Officer Terry of ICE, who was gunned down by guns that the Obama administration gave to the cartels. Wow. Man, I'll tell you, that is, that's some real precision, isn't it? Yeah, it it, it really is. And I, I want to encourage uh, anyone listening to this program who is in this country illegal, illegally to uh, understand that uh, any criminal activity like voter fraud, um, that can be grounds for, for deportation. Uh, the issue of your asylum, et cetera, could easily be truncated by that. Now, are there going to be many deceived? I think there will be. Uh, and there'll be people maybe uh, giving them items, giving them money. Uh, we've seen that happen before. Uh, coercing people to vote who legally do not have the right to vote or to register to vote and then vote. Uh, so I think that is going to happen. I, however, I see this these uh, illegals, these unbelievable illegals, which are understood to be pretty, you know, uh, to sequel the, the state of, of Pennsylvania. I've heard some estimates are. That's a, that's a lot of people. Um, I've heard uh, estimates, though, that, that uh, the real long-term issue is dealing more with um, when they have children and massively 
they're reproduced, you know, reproduced at a, at a faster clip than, than people who are citizens here in the United States. So it's understood that uh, they're going to have a big long-term impact. And that's the reason they're being allowed to, to be, you know, c- come in to the United States, given all these free things uh, ahead of, ahead of uh, American citizens who are uh, in, in great need. No, they're, they're giving them all these things, encouraging them to come. Uh, so that way uh, the, the, the party to the left uh, will have uh, the political votes to take over the, the state of Texas in the, uh, the future election and basically make the United States a one-party uh, country. That's the game plan. And, uh, and if someone doesn't get in the White House to not only seal the border, but also to remove those who are here illegally, uh, that game plan will probably come to pass. Yeah, and no doubt uh, Biden will probably allow them to be citizens in probably August so they can all vote and, of course, overthrow all of America. You'll never have another honest election ever in the United States. It's dismal, friends. It's not, this is not conspiracy theory. This is not, this is not wild-eyed, radical, right-wing extremism. This is just absolutely bulletproof facts. And this is where the great problem is. Why would anybody let your borders be overran at this ratio? Now, years ago, when they had talked about under the Clinton administration, and as he tried to bring about some uh, confiscation of guns, I often wondered, how are they ever going to enforce this? The local county sheriffs and stuff, they're not going to enforce this against American citizens. And I remember reading a thing and they said, well, they'll probably bring in the blue hats from China as their police force. Well, of course, America probably wouldn't stand for that. And so it didn't happen. But here's what's amazing. You got all these illegal aliens now being licensed for law enforcement in California. Illegal people, illegal aliens arresting real American citizens at the blessing of the crazy state of California. Well, let me tell you something. When it comes down to anything they don't like Americans doing, whether it's guns, whether it's freedom of speech, religion, whatever it might be, police force from Guatemala doesn't care about an American citizen. They'll kill them. See, the local sheriff won't do that because they're Americans. But these guys aren't American. And so this is much more sinister, I believe, than anybody dreams. Now, of course, it's not Obama. Obama doesn't even know how to walk off the stage. Whoever's behind, some people believe it's uh, former President Obama, wouldn't surprise me a bit. Because, again, when you look at that sweet Iranian deal, giving them, uh, what was it, $80 billion in in, uh, uh, gold bullion, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. It's for the destruction of your nation. And we're watching it being destroyed right now. Friends, there's no way around it. When I just, and I just pulled that up, Brad, this article, again, where it says, and I'll just read you the headline, uh, because I think it's so important. People understand really what we're really up against. Uh, feds urge banks to flag purchases of Bibles. Mega transaction 
House committee says, and again, Jim Jordan investigating this, whether it's the FBI that's been weaponized against Republicans, whether it's now the Federal Reserve and Feds coming in and and monitoring all your money. Friends, we're being overthrown by the second. You're losing your freedoms as we speak. And what I cannot believe is how anybody votes for these people. Well, I don't think that many people really do. I think a lot of it has to do with the cheat mail-in ballot. Again, 2,000 mules. Watch the video. Read it and weep. I'll tell you, friends, you realize how clever these people are. Remember the fair-haired child of the Democratic Party, Joseph Stalin. He said it doesn't matter who votes, it who counts the votes. Well, that's what it all is about. And if they can cheat votes in, I watched the Arizona governor um, uh, uh, election being cheated. I watched a guy verifying the signatures on the mail-in ballots at the rate of about 55 a minute. There's no way you could do that. There's no way you could really look at it. I watched the video of the guy doing it. Why that guy's not in prison, I have no idea for fraud. But again, the the election process in America has been compromised, and not just a little bit, but in every way. Again, when you watch 2,000 Mules, you'll see how bad, how how horrific it really is. And Brad, I, I'll tell you, I don't know. It, it, you know, it's so overwhelming. I, I don't know how you fix it. I mean, we need to pray. We need to be, and that's why I'm saying work for the night's coming, because I don't know if we can stave off the darkness coming your thoughts? Yeah, a lot of great work is being done at the state legislative level. Now, this work that's being done to help uh, prevent against voter fraud, uh, the states that are doing it, well, they're the, the red states, the states that really don't have a problem with voter fraud. Uh, it's the states that are, are controlled by uh, legislators and governors who want you know everyone to be abs- have absentee ballots, like in California, it was justified originally when the pandemic happened, but they sort of like it because it, it allows fraud uh, to happen so massively. Um, so there's a lot of cynicism from a lot of voters in California as to whether or not the next election is going to be uh, credible. They, you know, they try to recall the governor and people were shocked uh, when they saw how the absentee ballots turned out very differently than what was being quoted in all the polls throughout California. So uh, we think that uh, there will be voter fraud, particularly in the blue states. Some of the other states uh, have taken some measures in the, those what I call the purple states. Uh, and, uh, and hopefully the, the red states are, are locked down fairly well, like Texas and Florida, et cetera. Uh, but there's still work that needs to be done, I believe. And it'd be great to have it on a national level where they require have one day of voting, um, physical ballots. That in person. Are, in person, uh, one day of voting, uh, that is so important. And, you know, only those who are uh, registered as handicapped, um, you know, you know, you know, can be uh, accommodated with, a, with an absentee ballot, but they have to be meet certain specific criteria and be registered and recognized as, as handicapped pursuant to federal guidelines. Um, I think if we adopted that, that would... Um, really helps that changed the nation. It changed it really the nation would. because you'd get rid of all the 
all the the junk. One other last question, and then we're going to go to the phones, everybody. Again, 8888, ask the the number to call. But, Brad, because you're an attorney, um, we find in Texas the governor has stood up against the federal government and closed the south border down. Biden says you have to open the border back up. Governor Abbott says we are not going to open it back up. Where does it go from here? I mean, isn't this kind of a isn't it kind of a standoff? Uh, what happens here? Because well, I don't think I, uh, I don't think Abbott's going to allow the federal government to come in and open it up. So, are, is this the ingredients of a civil war here? What what's going on here? Well, I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court first off. Uh, the Supreme Court, I, th- I think, is going to rule on it. Um, they could go either way. Uh, to be frank with you, they could go either way. Uh, I think there's a the odds are better than not that they're going to rule in favor of the state of Texas. And here's why. The land we're talking about is not federal land. Um, it's land that is state land. Um, it's land under the jurisdiction of the state of Texas. So if they don't want the federal government to use a state land and, and, a, and a park that's not federal land, uh, the state of, of Texas has that prerogative to be able to do that. Uh, I think the case law is there to support them. I think they're likely going to prevail. Um, you know, but we'll have to see uh, on the lower court, though, it's, um, you know, it's anyone's guess. But I do think there's a very good chance that uh, the Supreme Court is going to rule um, correctly and recognize the sovereignty of, of states when it comes to state land versus federal land. Hope that helps, John. One question before I hang up. Can the U.S. Supreme Court rule and preclude these people from voting before they do? Good question. Well, Your thoughts? Yeah, I will say it's really not. The Supreme Court won't take that up because it's it's already the law. So it's really a matter of enforcement and whether or not uh, local governments, state governments, federal governments, uh, agencies are going to enforce what is already clearly the law. Supreme Court gets involved when there's a question of what is the law? What does the law really mean or say or the Constitution mean or say? It's, it's so clear cut. It's, it's just a matter of really enforcement. And that's why we need to be supportive of law enforcement, uh, states and, and state enforcement agencies that really take the law seriously and prosecute and deport every single one of those who are here illegally and voting illegally. Uh, I think that is very important. And I will tell you, I have heard of a good number of cases in the past where that has happened, and those people have not returned to the United States, at least as far as I've, I've heard. So um, maybe things have changed since then. But uh, it's uh, it's just a matter of enforcement, and we need to encourage uh, law enforcement to do their job and encourage people who are here illegally um, you know, to know that don't vote, even if people try to coerce you to vote and they bribe you to vote, don't register falsely and vote because you're not a citizen and it's illegal and you can be deported. Now, I think part of John's question also, and this is probably the most important, is what if what if Biden gives blanket amnesty to 80 million illegal people? Um, can he do that? Or is that, again, in conflict with our already existing laws that would go to the Supreme Court? Yeah, that's um, that's a really good question. That is a, a major concern, a major threat, even if the president did issue an amnesty. Now, Ronald Reagan issued an amnesty, and that was to be the final amnesty, the final solution, and we're never going to have 
uh, illegal aliens is a problem, et cetera. You know, um, but corruption is what it is. And now we have a we, even greater problem today. So that amnesty is separate from uh, being able to be a U.S. citizen and vote. Uh, two different, two totally different issues. You have those who are granted amnesty. There, uh, then the question is, do you allow them to have a green card um, and and then and then progress uh, on after a number of years, sometimes 10, 12 years, uh, to get to be able to get their citizenship uh, and vote. And in the meantime, though, here's what I have to remember: in the meantime, these people are getting married, or maybe they're already married, and they have little children, or they're going to have little children. And uh, because of the way our Constitution has been errantly interpreted, those kids who are born here are being treated like automatic citizens. The United States is the only nation in the world that has that kind of a policy, uh, and it's a joke. Um, and it's, once again, it's, it's the whole purpose of all this is power from the left to once to have a knockout blow so that there's only one political party uh, dominating the United States, just like there is in communist China, with, I might add, a worldview that is in many ways similar to communist China. Oh, yeah, they're the same thing. I mean, when you listen to them talk, you don't see a lot of difference. John, I hope that answers it for you. Yeah, it does. I'm hoping the Supreme Court can rule and stop this. Yeah, well, we all do, and... and, uh, and if they can't, well, we already know that America's in trouble, and that'll be the thing that finishes it off. And again, remember, the United States is not in biblical prophecy. And so what happens? Uh, are we just borders overran, like what happened to Rome? Uh, do we break into civil war? Uh, does does Russia, China, do a surprise attack on us and, and wipe out uh, most of our farmland in America? Um, is it a series of, of, of major uh, catastrophic natural occurrences, um, a, a 30.0 earthquake up and down in California? Uh, Yellowstone goes off and dumps heavy ash over, over like it did the last time, clear to Tennessee. We don't know. But all I can tell everybody is work for the night is coming. We want to be about our father's business. John, stay alive. We'll send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs, and the one we have right now, an The Atheist Delusion by Ray Comfort. Stay alive. We'll get that out to you. Let's go to Angie in Idaho. Hi, and welcome. Is, uh, what, do you, what do I say to somebody who says, um, if I'm trying to minister to them, and they say, I don't need religion, I live by the Ten Commandments, and I'm good with that? Well, then I would ask them this question. Have you ever told a lie? And they'll say, well, yeah. Have you ever stole anything? Candy bar out of a store? Have you ever? Yeah, well, then you're a thief. Well, the Bible says that um, we're not saved by keeping the law. We're, we're saved by having our sins forgiven by Jesus Christ. We're going to talk more about this, Angie, on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. We'll have more right after this. After taking the morning after pill, this mom immediately felt sick and nauseous as she tried to end her pregnancy. While searching for medical care, she found a pre-born network clinic where she hoped to rule out that she was pregnant. 
I had an ultrasound done right then and there. After hearing the baby's heartbeat, I instantly thanked God and said, may your will be done, Lord. I'm seven months pregnant now. I thank God every day for my little miracle. Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, introducing moms to the life growing inside of them and sharing the gospel in action. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she will choose life 80% of the time. And Preborn doesn't stop there. They offer mothers maternity clothes, doctor visits, and the help they need to choose life. To learn how you can help rescue a baby's life, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. All gifts are tax deductible. You know, these days, so refreshing to get some good news about how to pay for health care, especially if you're 65 or older, you know just how brutal costs can be. Well, MediShare now has a new option for you. It's called MediShare 65 Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. And it really is a community too. People encourage and pray for each other. If you've got Medicare Parts A and B, MediShare 65 Plus fills in those gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation too, because it starts at only $99 a month for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access, prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Just very worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is taking applications now. And if you call with the promo code SHARE before January 31st, your second month will be free. Call 833-90-SHARE. That's 833-90-SHARE. 833-90-SHARE. Give me back to part two of Jeremy Man Answer here on this Friday afternoon as we wrap up this week on this fire-charged Friday. So many things going on. We have with us Brad Dacus, attorney at law from Pacific Justice Institute, representing people like you and me, your church, different organizations against tyrannical laws. And so, again, Brad, I'm so glad you're with us. And, and again, thank you for being and doing what you do. Oh, thank you. It's a real blessing to serve so many people defending religious freedom, parents' rights against the government, the sanctity of human life, all without charge, coast to coast, with over 36 offices uh, doing all their work without charge. So wonderful, and I'm so glad you're with us today, and we're going to go back. So if you got a legal question, well, today's your day. Let's go back to the phones. We had Angie on the line trying to witness to somebody saying, well, I live by the Ten Commandments. I'm not a religious person. Your thoughts, Brad? Well, you know, um, you know, he who violates the, the law of it is uh, just just once uh, is guilty of breaking all of it. I mean, God, our God is a holy God, a righteous God. Um, it's an analogy I give people. It's sort of like someone appearing before a judge and says, you know, Your Honor, um, you know, I've only murdered, you know, four or five people in all my lifetime. Um, I'm not like all these these other people. He's murdered, you know, hundreds and thousands. God's going to say, I mean, that's that's how sin is to God. So he'll say, look, I've only stole a candy bar. I only lied once. I only did this. But in the eyes of a holy and righteous God, sin is sin. And if anyone has broken the law, has, has, has violated God's holiness in any way, at any time, it's the same as being guilty of murder. It's separation from God, who is holy and righteous. 
And the only way that that can be paid for, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, who paid for our death penalty for all of our sin on the cross. And one of the main problem I see is some people are very proud. They say, well, you know, I'm a really good person. I'm, I, you know, I'm not like this person over here or that person over there. You know, it's not relative. It's not about, a, you know, relatively how are you in terms of your sin. Are you a sinner? And if you are, you need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. Yeah, and Jan, I think a lot of people, they, they use these kind of excuses to justify their wickedness. And so I think, again, you have to get back to the sin question. And I would ask them, oh, you live by the Ten Commandments, do you? Oh, yeah, I do. And just say, well, you ever lied? Well, yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, but the Bible says that one sin will send us to hell. You see, it isn't how you stack up against, as you said, Brad, to our next-door neighbor. It's how do you stack up to Jesus Christ? He's the standard, and we don't enter heaven through our works anyway. In fact, the Bible says all our righteousness, all our keeping the Ten Commandments, if you will, are filthy rags. Because if you err in one, as you said, Brad, we err in all, the Bible tells us. And so we have to go back, what does the Bible say? We've all sinned. We've come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. But the good news is that Jesus Christ died to save sinners. And that's, again, when we go to John 3.16, God's great love for the world. Whoever would put all their faith, hope, and trust in him, that's what the word believe means, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Angie, I'll send you some materials that perhaps you can get those into your friend's hands that will let them uh, maybe think a little bit more deeply about God, okay? Pardon? What what was that? Yeah, that was that was really helpful just because people feel like or I think people think if if I'm not murdering anybody I'm good. But, you know, what about our jealous hearts? What about our you know, the, the lies that we tell, what about, so being able to point them to say, hey, if you break one, you're breaking them all is is really helpful. Yeah, I'll send you Atheist Delusion, which covers a little bit of this topic, as well as God of Wonders. And the very last segment of God of Wonders talks about this condition of self-righteousness. Well, I'm not as bad as everybody else. Well, we're not the standard. God is. And so I'll send those to you and and a little book called Time to Grow as well that perhaps you can pass along to your friends. If you need more, Angie, just let me know, okay? I'd love that. Thank you. God bless you, dear. Thanks so much for the call. Have a blessed weekend. Let's go to Paul, Fort Worth, Texas. Evening, gentlemen. I have a question, and it's really simple. I understand that Satan has been trying to say that I'm as greater than God is. And the second part is is that when God was in the first and second temple, he actually dwelt there for mankind. But when Christ was put to the cross, the veil to the temple was ripped, and God no longer dwells there. Mm-hmm. My confusion is very simple. For Satan to commit the abomination of desolation would be in the presence of God, if I understand that correctly. How is it possible 
that God will no longer dwell in a temple or in a building or in a home, but he dwells in man's hearts, how can the abomination of desolation take place for a God who will not be in a third physical temple? I agree with you. And I do believe that this is more or less a symbolic thing because of this reason. We do know the new covenant replaced the need for the first temple as well as the second temple that was uh, destroyed in 70 AD by a Roman general named Titus. This third temple, though, is that of a figure point, I believe, in which God deals again with the nation of Israel. Not so much from the temple, but that last final 70th week that we find in Daniel chapter 9. Now, in that, it talks about this Antichrist going into the temple. Now, again, this is where the Jews uh, believe they could meet with God. Now, of course, we know he doesn't dwell in buildings made with men's hands, but he goes in there to declare to the world and to the Jewish nation that he's God and must be worshipped as God. And at this time, he scraps the very religious system he made, the Islam or the coexist, if you will, of all the religions of the world, and declares to the world now he must be worshipped as God. So I really don't see it as God, uh, as, a, as a the abomination which makes desolate, in that he has profaned, I believe, this temple that's in Israel, as it would be, I believe, very possibly, in any place of worship that we would go and worship. So I, I I think this is more of what the target is, because we know that God does not dwell in buildings made with men's hands. Um, in the Old Testament, of course, you had the Ark of the Covenant, you had the mercy seat, God dwelt there among his people. But in the New Covenant, under Jesus Christ, uh, there is only one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. And we don't go through a temple, a pope, a priest, a, a religious institution to reach God. And I think this is a really important part to understand. But it is that which signifies, I believe, to the Jewish people and the people living on this earth during the tribulation, and very much those who have identified with Christ, who have accepted him as Savior, the faith the courage that they're going to need as chronologically the book of Revelation breaks forth the things that are going to happen on the earth so they will be able to stand for their faith, they know the Bible's true, and most likely be beheaded for what they believe about God. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think you said that very well. And uh, um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, very, very well put. I can't, I can't add any more to that one. And we also find something else that would go along with this, Paul. We find during the millennial reign of Christ, temple worship is once again reinstated. Now, people have asked the question, well, if Jesus is the supreme sacrifice, Jesus is reigning from Jerusalem there in Israel, what would be the purpose of sacrifices in the temple, again, as the Bible tells us in the Old Testament is going to happen? I believe this is as a commemorative or that to remind us the supreme sacrifice that Jesus made. Again, we find many commemoratives even around our own nation. We have the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. 
does the tomb of the unknown soldier, you know, get up every morning and go, man, I'm sure glad I got these guards protecting me here. No, he's not there. He's dead. It is a reminder of what the lives were lost in defending each other, both those known and unknown. You have the Vietnam Memorial as well, and all those names that are there etched in that black angular stones. We we find uh, these memorials that are there. Well, this you might call a living memorial that shows people how important it was that Jesus Christ came. And so as a commemorative, you have this temple there in Jerusalem during the millennial reign that will be offering sacrifices, not for sins, but for a reminder. I believe the temple that you're speaking of here, the third temple, Revelation chapter 11, this temple, again, will be that of, of in, in, I think, in, in the way God views it, uh, is a, a, a place where God, once again, surrounds and deals with his people. But it is not, it's not where God only dwells there and has taken away uh, the covenant that Jesus said that, uh, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Paul, I hope that helps. Well, it really does, and, you know, it clarifies that I understand on the fourth temple, he definitely will be there, but uh, I just had a hard time with that third one. Yeah, I believe, again, it's not because because there's any sin forgiveness of the sacrifice of animals there. We know that's a moot point uh, in the third temple, the one in the tribulation, the one that most likely this covenant— that the Antichrist makes with Israel, which starts the tribulation period, uh, to allow them to build their temple there on the on the Temple Mount where the Dome of the Rock Mosque is. Now, not where the Dome of the Rock Mosque is, because they know that is in the outer court. And that's as far as the Gentiles could have came in the Old Testament anyway. But to the north and the east of the Dome of the Rock Mosque, there's about 15 acres of just trees and sidewalk in that very congested city, mysteriously without anything built on it. I believe, again, this is for the third temple. Again, as a marker, a time marker, that which you can gauge what's going on in the tribulation by, but not for the forgiveness of sins. Though they may view it as that, we know what the Word of God says. Paul, hope that helps. It does. Gentlemen, have a great weekend, and thank you. Stay online if you like. Send you out uh, Atheist Delusion by Ray Comfort, as well as God of Wonders, the movie Jesus, and Time to Grow, a little book I think you'll enjoy. Let's go to Warren, Clear Lake, California. Hi, and welcome. Hi. I was wondering wondering about the situation that in the 70s, we had a whole bunch of uh, Marxist teachers and things like that running things. And I was wondering, if you go and you are in a Marxist class and they tell you to do all this stuff and you um, uh, go along with their class, but you say things that would be um, uh, okay to a Marxist but not to a Christian, and then you made that commitment um, to the class or something like that, will God hold you that you signed up even though that wasn't the Antichrist at the time? I believe God forgives sin. And we all, Warren, have done very foolish things. We've made vows we can't keep. We've said things that weren't true. 
We went places we should have never gone. We went places that that would be an abomination for the Lord. And yet in all that, God forgives us for all these things. And I believe that is why it's important to understand the great forgiveness of Jesus Christ when he died on the cross for us. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, exactly. People... um, need to understand that uh it's 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 all about God and what he did on the cross uh people can live a life and and not realize that they're they're halfway living in the law and halfway not until they stumble and then it comes to the surface that yeah they do have a sinful nature and yes they fully need Jesus for their salvation and righteousness not on their own and um it's uh it's it's a tough lesson but uh, but we we do see that um, oftentimes uh, we even as Christians can uh, sort of put one foot in uh, for grace and, and salvation and faith through uh, God's uh, grace and forgiveness, and the other foot on our own personal works and our own personal quote unquote righteousness. Uh, it's a very dangerous path to to, to go down, um, you know, and uh, to not. It's, it's important, and I have just not only the doctrine of of full salvation through faith in Christ alone, uh, but also uh, to 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 really believe it in our hearts and not allow Satan to come in with self legalism, self righteousness um, that can uh, can be very devastating uh, when it's discovered that you really are not as righteous as you as you thought you were. So I I hope that helps, Warren. I had one question about the situation of where um, these students nowadays are pretty much ordered by the government, especially in China. They're ordered not to trust God no matter what, renounce God. And if they do so, but they're in their hearts, they, they're Christians and they don't want to be um, put in prison for what they believe. Um, uh, won't God say that at the end you denied me the first time? So um, because it says that uh, the only sin that'll be held against anybody is to say that um, uh, Jesus is um, uh, um, part of Satan. And so if they said that because the government ordered them to and they couldn't go to school or anything else, they couldn't even, they had to turn their parents in if they were in a a house church. They're bulldozing house churches right now. And so if somebody's in that situation and they, they, um, the uh, Pearl S. Buck wrote a book called Satan Never Sleeps, and it was about a communist Chinese guy that um, uh, relented and um, became a communist and then became a Christian again by saying so. And so if we do such a thing like that, if we relent and we turn and we flip-flop on all sides, isn't there a chance God will uh, cause us to say, you flip-flopped once too many times? No, I don't believe so. Because even Jesus, when asked the question, how often shall I forgive my brother? Seven times? Now, that's being really generous. You know, the old saying, uh, you know, fool me once, your fault. Fool me twice, my fault. Well, seven times? And Jesus said, no. Seventy times seven. I believe as often as we're willing to ask for forgiveness, God will forgive us. Now, remember this, though. Whenever we sin, it doesn't do me good. It always hurts me in some way. 
It may hurt the power of God in my life. It may hurt our testimony. It may hurt the way that we can communicate the gospel. And so I do believe there is that that is lost. But I believe that God, again, forgives us and God doesn't go, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, yeah, that was number five and you're out. I don't believe that. I believe as often as we're willing to ask, God will forgive us. But remembering that sin doesn't do me good. I know people that go out on a Friday night and go party down and, oh, God, I'm sorry. God forgives them. But there'll come a time when either they might end up on the wrong end of a gun. They might end up with some incurable disease from partying with the with their friends. Uh, they might end up wrapping their car around a telephone pole because they're drunk. God will still forgive them, but oh, the consequences of sin for the rest of our life here on this planet. So I believe this is why we need to be very, very careful remembering sin never does me good. Sin only does me harm. And if we have to stand for God, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, they said, I remember if you read that, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, they said, is your God able to deliver you from the fiery furnace because you won't worship my statue? And I love what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. Whether God delivers us or not, we're not going to worship your statue. Well, okay, they're going to be thrown in prison. They're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. But that's where the power of God was. And there they were in the fiery furnace walking around with the Lord. Even Nebuchadnezzar said, I thought we put three in that fiery furnace, but there's a fourth, like unto the Son of Man or Son of God. So when you realize that this is where we see the power of God, when every other thing has been exhausted. And so we have to be very much aware that miracles of God happen when we live close to that edge and we make a stand. So would you rather back down, repent of lying to whoever you lied to about your real relationship with God, or stand bold and see the power of God, whether it be divine deliverance as as an angel came and got Peter out of jail when they were all praying for him there in the very first part of the book of Acts, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament. God is a God of miracles. Any denomination, church, or whatever that says the miracle ceased with the apostles simply is not reading the Bible. Miracles did not start in Acts chapter 2. They're all the way through the Bible. If they're all the way through the Bible, then why would they cease in the last chapter of the book of Acts or when the Bible was compiled together in 325 AD or whatever it is, and now there's no more miracles? I've heard some of the kookiest stuff taught by denominations that just really anger me. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same miracle working God in the Old Testament, New Testament, is still doing miracles today. And when we make a stand for Christ, expect to see great and wonderful miracles. Hope that helps. It does. Well, God bless you, Warren. Stay on the line, and I'll send you out The Atheist Delusion by Ray Comfort, as well as Time to Grow. We also have the movie Jesus and God of Wonders. I'll get those out to you. Great for evangelism. Share them with your friends. I think you'll really enjoy that. Great question. And again, keep going with God. Let's go to Patty, Yuma, Arizona. Hi, Hi I have Patty. a question about, um, 
Hi. Um, God bless you guys. I wanted to know about, um, is there not some kind of something in place that can keep a government from overrunning our country for, you know, what I'm, I'm trying to say is, um, don't we have anything implemented when we get a, a, a group of leaders in that are treasonous and doing things and stuff that are against our country that we can stop them? Just, you know, don't we have a set plan B, I guess? Yeah, I, I like I, I, I've told people all along, I, I wish the United States military would go in and uh, seize this whole group in the White House right now uh, for treason. Uh, any 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 group of people, person that allows porous borders to have your nation and your American culture completely decimated. That's what this is all about, everybody, to erase American culture from the earth. That's what it's all about. I saw a T-shirt not too long ago. It was on a guy, and it said, I miss the America I grew up in. I don't think there's any truer words ever spoken. Because right was right, wrong was wrong, not anymore. It's the Democratic Party is the one that's pushing the chopping up children and the murdering of babies and all these kinds of things. That's your party of darkness. Your thoughts? Yeah, I encourage people to be educated as to uh, not only what's happening, but who and what is uh, encouraging it to happen with it when it comes to things that are destroying this nation, uh, hurting our nation, hurting our people, uh, whether it's policies allowing fentanyl to flow across the border willfully that could be stopped, but willfully it's already cost the lives of 112,000 Americans, most of them young people, teenagers, uh, early 20s. And um, this is very, very serious alone. We see what's going on in the public schools. Who is pushing it? What political forces are pushing that? Uh, the teachers unions, for example. Um, what side are they on? What are they pushing? What uh, What is their party affiliation? So I think people need to be educated about what's happening, but also understand this. We, by God's grace, still have a window, I believe, where the people can take back their nation and bring back uh, credibility to our elections and also respect for our Constitution, uh, once again, like never before. We have a great Supreme Court because of three appointments to the Supreme Court by the prior administration. Uh, I believe that uh, there's still a window, if you will, uh, but the, the treason that has taken place with regards to China... Uh, with regards to the Ukraine, with regards to, um, you know, putting people behind bars uh, because they're patriotic or uh, putting the number one political opponent behind bars like we're some kind of third world banana republic. These are outrageous things that were not even imaginable just a few years ago. Uh, we need to take uh, understand where we are and we need to be faithful. We need to register to vote. We need to vote. And we need to also encourage our pastors and our churches uh, to be open to possibly work with Pacific Justice Institute or others to have voter registration Sundays and to preach what the Bible says about these issues of the day. Amen. Amen. And you want to know what some of those issues are? I tell everybody this. Read Romans chapter 1 in the New Testament. It'll give you some real insight what God will Bless a nation for, and what God will destroy a nation. Stay on the line, Patty. We'll send you out some things. I hope that answered it for you. Thanks so much, Brad, attorney at law, for being here. 
Pacific Justice Institute. If you got any questions, have a blessed, safe weekend. This ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 